Is it important to have the Holy Spirit of God? You bet. You bet. That's why the Holy Spirit came in the book of Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost and baptized 120 so those 120 could become millions and billions of people. They would accept Christ and be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. As Raul returns to 1 Timothy today, he'll challenge you to spend more regular time with God in the Word and in prayer. You'll see that when you safeguard yourself with Scripture, you won't be easily confused or deceived by worldly perspectives. We'll learn today that it's critical to daily seek the Lord and immerse ourselves in His unchanging truth. In the book of 1 Timothy, here's Raul Reese. And here in chapter 4, he's going to speak to us about an apostasy that was coming. An apostasy is a movement where people are trying to discourage you from receiving Jesus Christ or worshiping Him, and they want you to believe the light rather than the truth. All these people that have a light, and they want to get to people that don't know the Bible. But also sometimes it's people that have been in the Lord 10, 15, 25 years. They haven't read the Bible. They haven't studied it. They never joined the church that teaches the Bible. So what happens? They get deceived from the truth to the lie. And Paul the Apostle was one of those persons that wanted people to make sure they understood what they were getting into. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 1, he says, But know this, that in the last days... Hard times will come. And those times have arrived. And those times will continue. And those times will never wear out till Jesus comes again. I guarantee it according to the word of God. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 3, he says, Unloving, unforgiving, slanders, without self-control, brutal, and despises of that which is good. And then 1 John 4, 1 says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. And then, amazing in Jude 17 and 19, he says this, But you, beloved, remember the words which were spoken before the apostles, our Lord Jesus Christ. Remember what they said. How they told you, that they would be mockers in the last time, who would walk according to their own ungodly lust. These are sensual persons who cause divisions, not having the Holy Spirit of God. Not having the Holy Spirit of God. Is it important to have the Holy Spirit of God? You bet. You bet. That's why the Holy Spirit came in the book of Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost and baptized 120 so those 120 could become millions and billions of people. They would accept Christ and be baptized with the Holy Spirit. 
I mean, what brought you to Jesus Christ? What brought me to Jesus Christ? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit convicted me of my sins. And with that conviction, I had to make a choice to reject Him or to accept Him. So I chose to accept Him. And the moment I accepted Him, Satan wanted me to reject Him. And that's the way it is. But I recognized that it was God who saved me. I recognized the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. I recognized that I began to read the Bible. I began to be strengthened spiritually. And that I could talk to people about Jesus. And that's my desire to you. For you to learn the Word of God. That when I'm gone, your children will be able to fall back on the Word of God. The Word of God that you learned and you gave to them. So that they could see the power of God in their lives. That power that we all need in our lives fully, completely. But then this apostasy comes along. And it's led by Satan and his demons. Remember that. The devil's real. And his demons are real. Fully, completely. Let's begin by reading what he says. Beginning with verse 1. He goes on to declare, Now the Spirit expressly says that in the later times. So first of all, he starts out by letting us know the Spirit. The Spirit is the one that teaches you, teaches me all the time. The Spirit is the one that convicts me of my sins. The Holy Spirit is the one that opens doors, closes doors. And the Holy Spirit is the one that is in my life until the day that I die, and He will be with me for eternity. The Holy Spirit of God. That is important for the church of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because the departure that he's going to talk about here, the departure of faith, how there's so many false teachers. And their goal is to take you away or to draw you away from your faith in Jesus Christ. He says here something else. He says, now the Spirit expressly says it in the later times. That's not the last that he's speaking of. That time when Paul is teaching and preaching and Timothy is with him. The last days is our days. Last days. So remember that. The latter times, some will depart from the faith. See, he's warning. That in that time and at the present time, notice some will depart from the faith. From the faith, departure from the faith. That word that he uses for some here, these are those who have professed faith in Christ. And the word depart here, it means to stand away from. And you notice that as he's speaking, he says, those that will depart from the faith, they will stand back. Of faith is what? Believing in Jesus Christ. Having faith. Giving heath. If you don't have faith, you're going to give attention to who? Deceiving spirits. You see, there are spirits. They deceive people. They lie to them. And here God is speaking to Paul, saying, Paul, the Spirit says that in those later days, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits in doctrines of what? Demons. That word that he uses for deceiving spirits, let me read to you what I wrote down. Wandering, roving, and it comes from the word vagabond or deceiver or seducer. Notice that. Deceiving a seducer. 
one that deceives and seduces people. Deceiving spirits, that's exactly what they do. In doctrines of demons, Paul warns Satan, that's what? He denies the deity of Jesus Christ. For sure, he is not God. What did he do in the book of Matthew chapter 4, Luke 4? He came along after the wilderness experience. Before that, what did he do? He baptized. He went to the wilderness as he would pour out the Holy Spirit. But before that would happen in chapter 4, all of a sudden, Satan comes along and tempts him physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And what does Jesus do when he's being tempted that we should do? He quotes the word of God. It is written. And the Lord uses the word of God every time. He says, "Uh uh-uh. It is written, it is written, it is written. And Satan can do nothing. The devil wants to take down Jesus. He wants to take you down. You got to use the word of God. You have to know God's word. Because here he talks about doctrines of demons or doctrines of the devil. And then he goes on into verse 2. He says, speaking lies in hypocrisy. Notice. Here, speaking lies is to pretend to be something that you're not. Something that you're not. How many times we pretend to be something that we're not? Just to impress people. Speaking lies in hypocrisy. You're being a hypocrite when you do that. You got to be who you are. And when we become Christians, we become who Christ is. And that's why Paul in 2 Corinthians 5.10 says, Therefore, if any man is in Christ Jesus, he is a new person. All things are swept away, and everything has become brand new. That makes you Christian. You're not the same person. Everything's brand new. Everything that you do. The way you talk. The way you deal with people. The way you worship. When you go to work. When you go to the gym, wherever you go, you are different. And people will know it by the way you talk and by the way you live. They will know it. That's what Jesus was talking to the disciples. And that's what Paul has been telling people. He goes on again. Speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared. The word seared there is to be branded by Satan. And then also the things people say or hear that are disgusting, no conviction of whatsoever when they hear these things. Speaking unbraided things that they shouldn't be speaking. The loss of sensibility. Conscience here with a hot iron. Notice that. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. We'd like to take a moment and remind you that our goal is to help you walk in step with God as you follow the guidance of His Word. If you have any Bible questions you'd like Rawl to answer personally, you can email him at pastorrawl at somebodylovesyou.com. And for more resources, call 800-634-9165 or visit somebodylovesyou.com. Now let's get back to the conclusion of today's study. Verse 3, Forbidding to marry. You don't really need a wife. You don't really need to be in partnership. And these people were saying, forbidding to marry, commanding to abstain from different food, which God created to be received. They were saying, you can't eat this, you can't eat that. Like the Jews, you can't eat pork. 
Well, you go to Israel today and they eat pork, they sneak it into their homes, they eat pork. That's how they do it. Because of the law. And it's so awesome because these Gnostics were trying to cease marriage. They were trying to cease what people ate. When God has given us not only what to eat, but to give thanks for what we eat. I don't know if you pray. Teaching your children to give thanks. Thanking by those who believe and know the truth in verse 3. Thanking by those who believe and know the truth. The truth comes from what? From the teaching of the word of God. Verse 4. This has reference to Genesis 1, 10, 12, and 18. Notice no longer held here by the law. For every creature of God is good. Nothing is to be refused. If it is received with what? Thanksgiving. Giving thanks to the Lord. How do I do that? Pray. At the dinner table, breakfast table, lunch table. You're by yourself. Pray by yourself. But make sure you do that. And then verse 5, he goes on. He says, for it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. Notice the authority and permission is of God. Notice again what he said. It is set apart by the word of God, because the word of God teaches it, and the authority is the word of God and prayer. It's God's permission for you to eat. Verse 6. If you instruct the brethren... In these things, he's telling Timothy, if you teach this to the people, you will be a good minister of Jesus Christ. If you're teaching your people in your church and you're giving them the word of God and they're learning, you're doing a great job because they're becoming holy before the Lord. He says, you will be a good minister or servant of Jesus Christ, nourished with the words of faith and of good doctrine, which you have carefully followed. A good minister of Jesus Christ. But reject profane and old wives' fables. That means that they had not the character of a true religion. They were phonies. False religion. Reject profane religion. All wives' fables. And the fable here is fiction of stories. They were not founded on fact. They were just stories. Fables. And exercise yourself toward godliness. Seek to become holy. Set apart. That is the key in the kingdom of God. That's what Paul is trying to tell Timothy. Man, one thing that I want from your life is to be set apart. To be holy as he is holy. The word reject here also. That is to refuse to pay attention to them or to reject them. You don't pay attention to them. And yet, look what he says. Verse 8. For bodily ex Okay, all you guys that go to the gym, listen carefully. I'm learning too, okay? Listen. Bodily exercise, awesome. But don't make it your God. Because if you're doing more bodily exercise and you're neglecting the spiritual exercise, you are wrong. God can honor you. Look what he says. Bodily exercise profits a little bit. Little bit. But godliness is profitable for all. Notice what he says here. For all it is. 
For all things, having promise of the life that now is and that is which is to come. The future progress. How? Reading, praying, going to church. I'm preparing myself for the future. And Paul's very clear in what he says here. Very clear. Verse 9. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance. Notice here. That no one can really deny the wise counsel that Paul gives. He goes on to say, verse 10. For this end we both labor. Notice, we labor. That means to work. Notice, to work at it to a point of exhaustion. And notice, and wearing out where you want to go to bed. Working until you can't take it anymore. You put everything into your job. To this end, we both labor and suffer reproach because we trust in who? We trust in the living God, who is the Savior of all men, especially of those who believe. God has provided salvation for all men, for all women. And anybody that wants to come to Christ and be saved, it's there. Why? Because salvation is a free gift of God. Salvation comes through conviction, and through conviction comes acceptance of Jesus Christ. And through acceptance comes growth spiritually. And through growing spiritually, we're able to overcome temptation and trials, and we're able to share with other people the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is what's so cool about the Word of God. Verse 11. These things command and teach. Exhortation. Paul says emphatically, command the truth of these things to people. They want to hear. We are to do that. Verse 12. Let no one despise your youth. You guys learn. You guys that are young, young ladies. Don't let anybody come to you and say, oh, you're too young. You don't understand. You can't do it. Paul is talking to Timothy. He's 30 years old of age. 30 years old. That was young. Imagine. In the priesthood in the Old Testament, they used to serve the priesthood from 30 to 50. When they were 50, they had to retire. And here we are now as believers, no matter what age you are, no matter what age you are, let no one despise your youth, but be an example. The greatest thing is what? To be an example to believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, and purity. And then faith, faithfulness, trustworthiness, and purity. A lot of temptations, but living a holy life. Not given into temptation, not given into the flesh. And then he says this to Timothy. Till I come, Timothy, I'm going to come. I don't know when. He's in Ephesus. I'm going to come. Until I come, give attention. Underline this. To reading, to exhortation, and to doctrine. Three things. Give, notice, attention. Very important. Pay attention. Reading. Literally, it says here, reading to people the Word of God. Reading the Word of God to people like your children, somebody that wants to hear the Word of God. Why? Because you read the Bible. Exhortation to follow the teaching of the Holy Spirit. Exhortation, exhorting people, the exhortation of the Scriptures.
Doctrine or teaching, the unfolding of the Bible, what it says about men, sin, salvation, prophecy, all these things, eschatology, or the things of the Spirit and the things of the church, what we believe. Verse 14, do not neglect the gift that is in you. Now notice what he says, do not neglect the gift that is in you. What gift? This is an exhortation. The gift that God gives you to operate in ministry, there's 21 gifts. In the book of Corinthians, in chapter 12, 13, and 14, Romans chapter 12, verses 6 through 8, Ephesians chapter 4, 11 through 13. 21 gifts. What gift do you want? You got to ask God, what are the gifts that I need in my life, Lord? I don't think you can have 21. But there's 21 gifts. You can't say, well, God hasn't blessed me with these gifts. Well, you haven't searched. And I'm going to ask you a question. What has God given you? What are you seeking after that God wants to give to you? Do not neglect the gifts that are in you, which are given to you by the prophecy, which of laying of hands and the eldership. When I went to Calvary Chapel, the elders laid hand on me. They laid hands on me. And they prayed for me, and I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Imagine that. It's incredible when you do that. We used to have, in Calvary, we used to have a little room, which we had to attend, and then a little room where you could go after if you wanted to be prayed for. So you go in this little room, and people would be there, the elders, and they would pray for you. The church has moved away from that, including ourselves. And we need to get back to that. Verse 15. Meditate on these things. And the word meditate here means think on these things that has been said to care for. It means to care for literally. To care for these things. Give yourself entirely to them. That your progress spiritually may be evident to everybody. You see, people have to see that you're really a Christian. People have to see that you're really spiritual, that you're being obedient, that you love church, that you love sitting, and those watching the same thing. It's great to be home. Maybe you're in another country, whatever, but your place, if you're living around it, you need to be here, not at home, eating popcorn or whatever. You need to be among the body of Christ, learning. Meditate on these things. Give yourselves entirely to them that your progress may be evident to all. And then he says this. Take heed or don't neglect to yourselves and to the doctrine. Continue in them for in. Notice for in doing this, you will save both yourself and who? And those who hear you. Isn't that cool? And those who hear you will be saved. I love that. Doctrine, continue in them, for in doing this, in the scriptures, you will save both yourself and those who are hearing you or listen to you. Well, tonight we've been listening. And what does God say? He wants us to be strong. He wants us to be faithful. He wants us to be warriors. And he wants us to have a hunger and a thirst for Jesus Christ like never, never before. Thank you. 
Well, if you've become lax in spending regular time with the Lord, we hope today's message has been a motivation for you to shift your priorities and make more room for God's Word. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. To review today's lesson, call us at 800-634-9165 and ask for Raul's teaching from 1 Timothy chapter 4. We'll send you an unedited version for a donation of $5 or more. We'd also like to equip you with Rawls' book titled Doctrines, A Simplified Roadmap of Biblical Truth. As you explore what the Bible says about sin, salvation, and much more, you'll learn how to identify faulty teaching that can reroute you on costly spiritual detours. To order Doctrines, A Simplified Roadmap of Biblical Truth, visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165. We'll send you Rawls' book for $10 plus shipping and handling. Our number once again is 800-634-9165. To order by writing us, our mailing address is Somebody Loves You Radio, Post Office Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. We've developed a wide range of resources to aid you in studying the Bible on your own. Download our app to your iPhone or Android for a variety of digital Bible studies and a personal scripture reading plan. To keep listening to Rawls' teaching, you can also download any of these programs as podcasts using iTunes or Spotify. Thanks so much for your partnership. We are completely listener-supported, and every tax-deductible gift helps us reach more people with the good news of the gospel. We invite you to join us again next time for more insight from the book of 1 Timothy. You'll see that as your relationship with the Lord deepens, your love for Him will naturally influence and enrich all of your interactions with others. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.